0: Good evening. It is May 6, 2020. My name is Ephraim Fink. I'm an attorney partner at Maya Murphy PC in Westport, Connecticut. Welcome to Tort Talk. This is episode 14, in which I will be talking about dog bites or canine attacks, if you will. The intersection of children and dogs can be a loving, playful, and friendly one, but it can also be a frightening one when the dog doesn't play nice. Unfortunately, kids are often the victims of dog attacks and bites every day in this country, largely because they cannot always anticipate that a dog may not be receptive to a friendly pat, or that the dog is simply an overly aggressive breed or even worse is unfortunately trained to be belligerent. Needless to say, a small child or anyone for that matter can suffer serious injuries when attacked by a dog. Moreover, When family members of the child who are attacked are nearby and observe the canine assault just a few feet away, thus experiencing their own psychological trauma, they may be in what is called the bystander zone of danger. That closeness or proximity, if you will, and resulting distress creates its own independent cause of action for the negligent infliction of emotional distress as a result of watching a loved one being mauled and knowing it might have been them as well. Therein lies the potential for compensatory relief for further monetary damages. In Connecticut, dog owners are absolutely liable for harm occasioned to the body of a person pursuant to codified law. Moreover, persons so harmed who are under seven years of age are presumed to be incapable of teasing, tormenting, or abusing the dog, nor capable of trespassing. Therefore, when a child is minding his or her own business, or at least did not pull the dog's tail, and is attacked without any notice, or warning, or provocation, the owner will be liable for the damages. Additionally, dog ownership liability for attacks can be based on violations of local city, town, and municipality codes, For example, many towns have ordinances in place that dogs are not permitted in public unless they are secured on a leash. A municipality may also simply prohibit dogs from being anywhere near certain areas, such as beaches. Both local police and animal control usually respond to reports of dog attacks and animal control will decide whether the offending dog should be put down, put to sleep, after a 14 day quarantine period. And during that time, they will discern whether the dog is too dangerous to be in public or whether the owner is capable of controlling the dog in the future. In New York, it is a bit more difficult to prove a dog attack case. Rather than a statute imposing liability for mere ownership or offering a claimant an opportunity to allege negligence, The requirement in New York continues to be a strict liability rule of having to prove that the dog had, and its owner knew of, vicious propensities. The mere fact that the dog is kept enclosed or chained or previously barked may not be enough. The vicious propensity needs to be an act in a way that puts others at risk of harm, such as the dog being known to growl or snap, or bare its teeth. Therefore, violating a local ordinance of failing to keep the dog on a leash may still not provide a basis for liability for a dog bite attack in New York. In addition, the defendant will only be liable if he or she owned, possessed, harbored, or exercised dominion or control over the dog.